Yeah. All right. C can you put me through to probation services? Oh. Amos! Are you okay? This is going to sound insane! No, no, there's a guy in the wall. She's telling the truth. We have to get back to her place. Welcome to Second Class Cinema, the show where we watch a B-movie and immediately discuss. I am Tom. I am here with Brittany and Eric. Hello. Oh, hi. Hey, guys. Oh, God. Can I tell you, I'm so happy to be here. Back yeah. on Earth. Outside of space. <laughs> Back yeah. on Earth. Yes. We've landed. Yes, we, we have wrapped up space month uh, last month, so we decided to treat ourselves a little bit tonight, I think. I think we decided to treat ourselves to uh, a movie with some high production values. With some decent storytelling. Decent. Decent. Actually pretty good, yeah. You know what I mean? Like Decent on the production values. Yeah, for sure. And that movie is 2014's Housebound that uh, we watched on Netflix. Straight out of New Zealand. And uh, this was your pick, Brittany. It was. Why? I feel like I cheated a little bit. Why? Because, Why'd you cheat? Um... I had seen this movie on Netflix and then somebody at work recommended it to me and they were like, oh, it was pretty good. And then I heard like a couple of good things about it, but not really much about it at all. So I kind of went into it assuming that it was going to be an enjoyable, which... That's, we don't set out to watch horrible movies we hate on this podcast. Well, it just we, happens. We <laughs> yeah, but we don't set out to watch things we know will be awesome either. That's true. But I mean, this this is, you know, a we New go in Zealand. blind a lot of the time. Exactly. And I, I mean, I went in blind. I kind of had a, a, a small vibe of the movie, but I n not really. You know, what? I'm not even mad because we made it through last month and we deserved to treat ourselves. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So we watched. Yeah. I spent this entire week eating ice cream <laughs> out of a giant tub sized tub. Yes. <laughs> I love Treat tub sherbet. <laughs> it's my favorite. Um, all right, so it was your pick. We know why you picked it now. We're all caught up. What's it about? Okay, um, so this movie is about a girl named Kylie who gets in trouble for attempting to steal the cash box from an ATM. Um, <laughs> the judge sentence her, sentences her to house arrest with her parents for eight months. Um, so she moves into her mother's house. She thinks her parents are really boring and annoying and some stuff happens. And eventually she thinks that the house is haunted and that she's in danger. Yeah. But she's stuck there. So that's pretty much the bare bones without giving away the multitudes of misdirection this movie lays on you. <laughs> that's like the bare minimum. Multitudes. Yeah. Uh, lots of it. Yeah. And I know it's a little early for me to talk about uh, favorite parts, but I must say, <laughs> I just want to mention one thing that uh, Eric brought up at the beginning of this movie and <laughs> I thought was hilarious. Uh, in New Zealand, punishment can be considered having to live at home with your parents for eight months. <laughs> like somebody actually doled that out as a punishment. Like that's a punishment for like, they blew up. They, they used dynamite, blew up an ATM and stole cash. I, like you'd be in prison for years if you did that here. <laughs> In the, in the States. My God. Yeah. That's like an act of terror. They're just like, oh, go live with your mom for eight months. <laughs> go live with your mom. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> okay, you clowns. Cut the crap. So let's, uh, let's do successes then. Before this movie even started, I wrote down the fact that it was made in New Zealand as a strength. 
Yeah, so I mean, so we've watched um, on this podcast. We watched Deathgasm, which is a New Zealand horror comedy as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Um, and what what else? Uh, there was a Black Sheep. Yep, uh, it was a New Zealand movie that we have watched, not for this podcast, but which is also a horror comedy. Oh. There's also the classic Peter, Peter Jackson. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, which are all hilarious and grotesque. Flight of the Concords. And this Flight of the Concords, too. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious, but not quite grotesque. Not that we watched it for this. Yes. So, I mean, I think they've got a pretty good reputation. Yeah. My experience with anything that's come out of New Zealand personally has been great. So that was a huge plus. Yes. Um, right off the bat, I felt like it was super effective at portraying the characters' personalities. Um, mm. The mom was so effectively irritating. <laughs> I totally sympathized with Kylie almost immediately. Yeah. Like her mom was just like a blabbermouth, just obnoxious mom character. You even kind of got like that vibe, not even just from her, but from where she lived. Like I felt like her character really bled through the setting of this movie. Yeah. This like very old looking house where they still have giant CRTs hanging around everywhere and like just old knickknacks just (laughs) everywhere. Like this place is an organized mess <laughs> yeah and it just like it gives you that like ooh, like this place hasn't been updated since like the 1970s kind of vibe definitely yeah you're like is that the like production design or is that new zealand mm. yeah um well i mean it's it's funny that you both say that because i honestly i had a i did not like kylie for the first more than the first act i was just like oh, yeah. man she is i don't like her and i felt bad for her mother for having to deal with her i didn't uh, like either of them really <laughs> see uh, i wrote kylie's a bitch and her mom is so annoying and spineless <laughs> and i kind of didn't like both of them to begin with but they both grew on me oh yeah yeah they needed each other to grow yeah uh, and I, yeah, that was great but i mean i think uh i think my I didn't like Kylie as much as I think I was annoyed by her mother. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can see that. Uh, yeah. Um, I uh, I like that instead of giving Kylie a regular redemption, they just kind of let her use her skills in the, the throughout the course of the movie. Because mm-hmm. they kind of hint it like, oh, yeah, you can, you know, spend this time going to correspondence school, which don't get me wrong. That'd be a great premise for a movie a horror movie (laughs) is uh her studying to become a plumber (laughs) but um i really like that they didn't go the route of like her redeeming herself over the course of the movie instead she's just applying her skills of like breaking and entering and beating people with sticks to like effectively progress the plot and you know accomplish what she has to do throughout the course of this movie totally um and you know she doesn't really get any kind of actual redemption until the very end of the movie and uh I don't know. There's something about that I liked. I like sticking with this character, and this character arc is really just about her, you know, pushing her way through this environment the way that she knows how. Yeah. Yeah. Something I really appreciate. I feel like it makes it more realistic, too, Mm -hmm. because they didn't try to give her that redemptive arc. They were just like, you're just going to be a beast the whole time. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah. And I want to see a beast in the lead in one of these movies. Like, usually the lead actress in these movies usually has to come around from being maybe more of an innocent kind of person to having to commit acts of brutality. Yeah. And Kylie is just like right off the bat, just ready to go. Yeah. And they're I like, you're just going to use your skills and uh, be gangster the whole time. <laughs> yeah. No, very perceptive. Percep- perceptive. Perspective. <laughs> I have good perspective. <laughs> You've got good perception. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm going to throw out another success and on top of the New Zealand thing. I mean, this movie was a very well-balanced horror comedy Hmm. like i thought that there was you know great genuine creep factor uh and then there was also 
hilarious breaks. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and, it, and honestly, it's not like the tension was so thick that I needed these comedy breaks. And it's not like the comedy was so funny I forgot the intense situations. And at, my first reaction was, you know, I, I really wish they would either have gone to make this super comedy or super thrilling. Um, but in the end, I think I'm satisfied with the taste in my mouth. Yeah. I got to agree with that. Yeah. I feel I feel like um, Deathgasm kind of reached the same balance, too. Mm-hmm. They both sort of reached that balance of... And I feel like these movies have a lot in, in common of, you know, like an outsider to like a normal quote-unquote family having to deal with something that they don't quite understand. Yeah. There must be a lot of like suppressed goth kids trapped in New Zealand I feel families. like that I would not surprise me in the slightest <laughs> and all those kids are making movies now yeah and because like they basically had to deal with all that shit on their own they're like super perceptive to these kind of things like they couldn't just buy the subculture yeah 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 and 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 just and with the with the comedy like I don't know New Zealand just has their humor just down like it's so perfectly dry and and innocent it really is like but, it's so polite yes <laughs> Like it's such it's it's so sincere. Mm. The like, part at the police station, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was like explaining her story, and she's like, "I was putting the vacuum away, and like all the stuff happened." And like forty five seconds later, the cops like, "All right, you oh, slow down. You put the vacuum <laughs> away." <laughs> He's like typing. He's like, and then what? The rest is a blur. Like I, I don't know. Yeah, and and it's and it's people who aren't funny really, mm. but in the moment but they're funny to us it's like deadpan it's yeah. like everyone is leslie nelson <laughs> i'm having a hard time with my notes like i wrote things down and now i don't remember what they <laughs> don't remember what they mean yeah i wrote candy basket candy basket candy basket are you sure you just don't want a lot of candy like yeah. basket's worth? <laughs> i wrote creative candy basket and xylophone ah the xylophone that was one of my favorite parts that's so definitely I, a favorite I part. save that candy basket uh, I know. I don't remember what? what the hell it was about. Candy basket. Candy basket. Candy basket. Is about one of the fights near the end where you're confusing a candy basket with a hamper. No. 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 Oh no! Yeah, I am. I, it was, <laughs> it's not candy. It's laundry. Oh good. <laughs> so here's the thing. <laughs> I was like candy basket. Eric, you're so perception. A laundry. <laughs> perception <laughs> level one hundred. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Eric. Go ahead. Go for it. I was just gonna say I, I want to laundry basket full of candy now <laughs> that seems like a great quantity of candy to have when i go trick-or-treating i usually <laughs> i usually walk around with a laundry, walk around basket. laundry basket um, i still go trick-or-treating but yeah i just thought that they used their pr the props and their surroundings to like their advantage in this movie oh yeah um like at one point the antagonist uh, yeah i guess probably i mean i don't know who you're talking about villain like, yeah the villain <laughs> um gets he's like trying to attack kylie and her mom with a knife and he gets a laundry basket shoved over his head and he's just like awkwardly trying to like cut through it and like attack them but he's just confined to this he's, tiny space he's it's just a just flail just on an arm yeah. <laughs> yeah i really i, I love the use of props because i felt like i'd never seen the use of a lot of these props in horror movie settings before mm. yeah it was just like household items mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, and I really liked the misdirection of this movie. If we can delve a little deeper into like the story. Yes. So, delve. well, I really liked the way that the beginning exposition is kind of dropped on us. Like she gets to the house and she's like smoking a cigarette at night and she hears her mom on the phone with a radio station mm. talking about how their house is allegedly haunted. I thought that was kind of a creative way to like drop some backstory on us without yep. just coming out and saying it. 
so i appreciated that they took the time to do that um so like this movie devolves from a like house arrest haunted house movie into like a creepy i survived someone's living in the walls movie to like a murder mystery (laughs) yeah it went from like the conjuring to black christmas yeah (laughs) i was thinking catching those vibes too i thought of both of those um i don't know i liked it i feel i feel like it wasn't too much at the beginning i felt like it was a little slow Mm. but then once it like ramped up i felt like it was worth the wait yeah i buy that it definitely it it did start a bit slow because we we got maybe about half hour and i was ooh, that's it (laughs) yeah i felt like so much had happened but really nothing had happened yeah it was just the way it was laid out yeah, we got a, a long, slow burn on Kylie being horrible to her mother and her mother being awful. Yeah, they really <laughs> let that re- relationship linger for yeah. the good 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, but then I loved its sudden turn into, like, hyper creep town. Yeah. That was really great. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah I, I was... By the end of this movie, I felt like I had watched multiple movies, mm-hmm. which is great, you know? That means it's just deep. Yeah. yeah. And I had never at any point, like, felt like I knew where any of them were going yeah yeah not that i was lost but I, like i i couldn't just be like oh i bet i know what happens yeah no, i was i was always behind the eight ball in this movie which i can appreciate mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah they were way they were steps ahead of me anyway as a viewer it felt good yeah. much better than space month <laughs> God. Must nothing say. was a surprise nothing was interesting <laughs> <laughs> um so if uh do we have any more successes i think that's about it yep yeah that's 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 what i got uh, okay, so did anyone have any failures for this movie? Do we have anything that we can note as something that, I mean... I had, I had a f- question slash failure, depending on what you guys think of it. Okay. Um, I wrote, purposely forced jump scares. Mm. Did you... Like at the beginning when she's with the cops and her probation officer or whatever, and they get to the house, and... It does the jump scare of the mom rear-ending them in the driveway. Yep. And then the jump scare of her, like, going to the cop's, like, driver's side window, like, oh, hi! (laughs) And I was like, if that's purposefully, like, jump-scared obnoxiously, I think Mm. that's brilliant and, like, hilarious. But if that was, like, supposed to be a legitimate jump scare, then I think that's ridiculous. But I'm just gonna err on the side of this movie's favor and say that they did it purposefully. Yeah, given the tone of humor in this movie, I, I think they probably did that on purpose. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think they may have laid a foundation for all the misdirection later with those moments because the all the jump scares were um, front heavy um, and mostly when we thought the place was haunted. Yeah, uh, true. And then you know beyond that, when there were, we found out more, it was less jump scares, more tension building. Like I feel like this movie went through an evolution. Like, okay, we're gonna do jump scares. Okay, now we're gonna build a lot of tension. Okay, now we're gonna do like uh, like super intense chase scenes around the house. Yeah. Um. So that I feel like they touched on a lot of different elements of thrill. Definitely. Um. All effectively, all coupled with comedy. So I mean, it was, it was very, very well done. <laughs> so funny. So not a failure. In fact, a success. Yeah. <laughs> Throw it on the other side of the fence. Um, um. The beginning was a little slow. Like I said. Yeah. I thought so. Yeah. I found myself checking the time at like the 35 minute mark. For sure. That did have me a little scared for the rest of the movie. Mm. Um, Because it was a scary movie. Of course. Of course. Because it was a scary movie. Honestly, you know what I think (laughs) changed it around for me? And I don't know his name and I I feel so bad. But the creepy beardy neighbor. 
Oh, I yeah, felt yeah. like as soon as That's... the scene where he explained mm-hmm. who Eugene was, that the movie just like ramped up from there. Yes, and for sure. it was marked by that guy being like the best fucking part of this movie <laughs> and not having nearly enough of him. Well, I think that's that was the moment that the movie finally gave us something to latch on to, something to figure out, and something yeah. like something hard as opposed to is the place haunted? Is her mom that annoying? Like, yeah. did she actually see someone in the basement? Blah blah mm-hmm. blah. And I think that's maybe one of the only negatives I had, and it's only maybe half a negative now that I've seen the whole thing. Yeah. Because I felt like when we were in the supernatural, quote-unquote, portion of the movie, Mm -hmm. I felt like it was losing track of the supernatural plot. Like, Uh, it would go for, like, long stretches of time where we wouldn't even have any reference points to the supernatural thing that's going on, even though that was presumably the focus of the movie at that point. I was like, this movie feels very unfocused, but like you said, once we get to that part, yeah. where they talk about Eugene. I was like, okay, now we're on point. Like, I understand where we're going with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it kind of jumps all over the place. Like, first she finds out that the house was like a mental hospital. And then you're like, at that point, I was kind of like, all right, so is this still a ghost movie or is this like a like a crazy person movie? <laughs> well, <laughs> or is that like was... a dead crazy person movie? Yeah, I thought it was a ghost crazy person at that point. <laughs> yeah, and then she like finds the retainer thing and like uncovers the story of the girl's murder. And I was like, all right, so this is like a murder ghost story? Okay. And then it was like, nope, it's like a guy living in the walls ghost story. <laughs> like, this is so fucking crazy. Yeah, uh, it was wacky. Yeah. But cool. I liked it. For sure. Um, I'm going to throw out a quick, uh, a quick little negative. A little negativo. And it's, and it's the end of the movie. So I don't know if we want to catch people up and we want to go ahead and say something or if I just, just go ahead and say. Yeah, no, we can delve into Talking. the plot and give some build some groundwork for what you're about to say if you want to so it's not just nonsense spouted yeah. out to the ether okay that's good because it's going to the ether regardless no good <laughs> excuse me ether spoiler alerts <laughs> lay it on them all right well okay so we, we talked about this movie transitioning through all these phases and there was the supernatural phase the guy living in the wall phase <laughs> as <laughs> every really movie does phase. yeah the seven stages of a movie i kind of <laughs> love that and i found it so endearing uh the failure that i was gonna say was the literally the very end of the movie where they went to remove uh, the house arrest bracelet and then you know the mom's like taping it and being all like you know home video stuff and then all of a sudden the camera goes out and she's like oh I can't understand why and then Kylie our main character just screams out Eugene (laughs) who's the the guy who lived in the wall like they're all one big happy family now I thought that was hilarious (laughs) I did not like that I liked that because I actually had the thought during the movie. Okay, back it up. (laughs) So they uncover this murder plot. Not even a plot because it already happened. They uncover the fact that a girl was murdered in their house when it was a mental hospital. So Kylie and her like ankle security bracelet guy. Amos. Amos. Amos, Yeah. Are like, all right, we're going to figure out who committed this murder. Amos was awesome, by the way. He was fantastic. They zoom in on the neighbor who's like this rough and tumble old like redheaded dude who smokes like 40 packs of cigarettes a day. Um, Long story short, Amos ends up having a conversation with this guy about his stepson who was like really agoraphobic, but amazing with machinery. Um, And he could do anything with like computers. And um, I guess he vanished and nobody ever knew what happened to him. And he vanished like a year before this girl got murdered. He's the guy who ends up living in Kylie's family's walls and ultimately helps them escape the villain Mm -hmm. who ends up being the cop. Counselor. Counselor. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. not the cop. Counselor who was a counselor at the mental hospital who murdered the young girl. Yes. Correct. Yes. I thought that was really funny because 
<laughs> towards the end i was like oh i wonder if they're gonna make eugene leave their house because he was living in like a secret room in like the walls of their house and like stealing their food and stuff and i was like oh i wonder what's gonna happen to him you know I, I i like it in concept i didn't quite like the execution exactly oh uh, i did i thought it was really funny <laughs> no i am so with you right there i was like it was it was one inch from being a great ending like i do like the concept like the, they're a big happy family now, if she had screamed eugene and maybe they cut to him like in the walls because he had like a little headphone tv and he like took the headphone off and like <laughs> and like looked around for a second maybe that would have amplified that moment a bit more other than that it was they they made me feel dumb when I, they I did think that. It, oh no! Yeah, I think it was like either a beat too long or a beat too short. Yeah, I think it was too short. Yeah. I think they they rushed through it and I was just. Well, I took it as like not like she wanted him to fix it, but like he was the one who had broken it. Oh, yeah. that's how I take it. Oh, too. same, okay. yeah, same. No, I'm I'm right there with you. <laughs> okay, I don't know. I like that personally. I thought it was really funny and like kind of cute. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I I totally agree. With that it was right, a cute though. way to wrap up. Like everyone lived except for the cop. Yeah, yeah the counselor. The counselor. It was just a little. It was like, <laughs> it was like a touch of that same humor that was sprinkled throughout, but just like a little more. Mm. Yeah, a little more. Um, you know. But no, I can get. Sitcom. I can get you being like that was a little cheese. Yeah, and honestly, the only my, my, my real only problem with it is that I wasn't cheesy enough. I guess because <laughs> I want I want him to go all in. Like, show me Eugene. Eugene looked like Beetlejuice. Like <laughs> he totally did. <laughs> But I was like, who is this Beetlejuice motherfucker like <laughs> living in their floorboards? Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So any, any other failures before we move on to favorite parts, guys? No. And I mean, that failure, the, the, the one I threw out was kind of a stretch. Yeah. My, mine really, my, I do feel bummed about mine because it was the last thing mm. from this movie that I got to, to experience. Right. So I was like, but I mean, not like it actually impacted the journey. No. No. Fair enough. Um, all right, so let's talk about some favorite parts then. Oh man, I have a couple. Okay. Most of them are like stuff that people said that was just like perfectly timed. Um, like when Kylie first encounters Eugene and she's like running from him, even though he's not even really trying to hurt her, but I would be fucking terrified too. <laughs> um, she goes to the police station and she's explaining it to that guy and the whole vacuum in the closet story. Um, and then amos busts in and she's like this is gonna sound so insane and he's like no there's a guy living in the walls i know (laughs) (laughs) and i just thought that was hilarious because there were so many like little deliveries like that throughout the movie that really upped the comedy factor and i thought gave it an artful balance of comedy and horror yes and it was quick it was they, they just slip them in there right so they don't let you forget the tension or the the situation they're in they just give you a little mental break yeah it doesn't take away from the situation at hand at all you know you can just you can just chuckle with it eric what about you uh cheese grater gauntlet (laughs) hey (laughs) that was awesome that was pretty great another great utilization yeah just you know finding whatever you can use in a horror movie cheese grater is not a bad choice and (laughs) we just see kylie walking around with a knife and a cheese grater gauntlet i I, and she put it to good use i mean no offer practicality you know well, I was wondering what she was going to, you know, wield it as. Like, mm-hmm. is she going to, like, give it some extra weight to her fist? Is she going to grate something with it? I thought she was going to use it to, like, block a knife or something. Yeah, that's or, what I was thinking. You and know, then she ended shield. up, like, grating his face with it. Which what? was awesome. Yeah, was what an excellent awesome. horror movie character. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
Uh, I mean, and on top of the prop utilization, favorite part there, because there was a xylophone that... (laughs) Yes, that was one of my favorites as well. She had uncovered... um, In the basement or... In in the basement looking at her stuff. And, you know, she, like, picks it out. She hits a couple notes on it, and then they move on really quickly. And then at the end of the movie... (laughs) Uh, the, uh, the the bad guy busts into a room. She's got a knife. And then he looks around to find something to beat her with. He picks up the xylophone and she goes to stab him and then she starts, starts like playing notes. <laughs> oh, so, so well done. What? That was so funny. That was excellent. I love, I appreciate small things like that so much. Yeah, it's on, the details. On that note, excellent, uh, excellent small things. When the... When the villain is trying to break into the bathroom where they're all camping on in, and he takes out a circular saw and starts <laughs> buzzing through the, the door, <laughs> yeah, and like, it cuts to fuck? him. It cuts to him doing it from from the outside, and he's he found goggles and hearing protection. <laughs> 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 like it's so practical. Like I feel like it's a very New Zealandy thing. Like, well, you, you're not gonna start sawing without your protection. Yeah, not with your personal <laughs> protective <laughs> equipment, goggles <laughs> and earphones. In the process of trying to commit murder, but you have to be safe. <laughs> that was really funny. Yeah. Oh, that xylophone shield, though. Yeah, xylophone shield was great. Um, when the ghost quote unquote first attacks Dennis, who is the villain mm-hmm. slash counselor. Um and they call the <laughs> but it's really Eugene who attacks him. And they call the police and the police come and they're like taking the report and they ask the mom if she has anything she wants to add. And she's like no and he's like, Alright, so we're gonna stick with the story then like uh attacked by vengeful ghost <laughs> And she's like, mm-hmm. and he's like, all right. It's <laughs> <laughs> like deadpan stuff like that is so key. Yeah. Uh, one, another favorite part of mine, um, it, it's down to a prop as well. Uh, it was the, the teddy bear prop that was like the <laughs> talking bear. Like not only was it creepy, it was funny. Yeah. And it also serviced the plot. Like, the, like they made this standout, like actually something that impacted everybody. Yeah. Because um, inside this toy, uh, there was, you know, it can record messages, right? So you hear this bear uh, say like, hey, press a button to record. <laughs> and then there's a little tape in there that reveals uh, some some very, very specific plot points for us. Yeah, that was, that was nicely good. done. Oh, <laughs> just to add to the positive, uh, the strength that I named of it being effective effectively infuriating perceptively infuriating i can english good good job um the mom being so irritating and like mom like when at the beginning when they first think there's like a ghost or somebody's like broken into the house and they're crouching by the stairwell and she grabs like an umbrella well first the mom like complains about kneeling she was like oh i have bad knees like i, I can't stay in this position very long <laughs> and kylie's like shut the fuck up <laughs> and then she like grabs an umbrella to attack their assailant and the mom's like oh that was a gift from like your uncle so-and-so and she's just like oh great it won't break then like yeah it was just so funny yeah very natural very, very mom natural. yeah <laughs> I read that this movie only had a budget of $350,000. Really? Really? I don't know if that's US or New Zealand or... I mean, if it's US dollars, I can definitely see how that would go further in New Zealand. Mm. Yeah, for that's sure. True. Yeah, so, I mean... I mean, I, th- I mean, that's still not a huge budget. No, no it's very small. But yeah. this movie looked great. It looks fantastic for what they accomplished, yeah. Like, oh, the lighting so. was great. Every, yeah. Like, the sets were great. Yeah, I mean, everything basically took place in this one 
big house. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing I hated was that the Kylie character, I don't know the actress's name, but she wore like a wig. or Leary or something? She wore a wig like 60% of the time. And I'm assuming that, that she like was in another movie or like colored her hair or something. But it was so obvious to me. It was kind of annoying. Because mm-hmm. then when I saw her real hair, I was like, why? Samurai cop. Yeah, <laughs> samurai cop treatment. <laughs> or uh, Hellraiser and spacing it now. Oh, God. <laughs> no, I think Hellraiser and spaced samurai cop did as well. <laughs> yeah, the original. Yeah. Wigmaster. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So <laughs> Matthew Caritas is Wigmaster. I'd watch that. Coming to theaters near you in January 1990. 1990. Directed by Wes Craven. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's write it. So let's rate it then. Yeah, I'm gonna go with. Yeah, I'm gonna have to give it an unfortunate fuck off. Oh my god, my fucking father. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. All right, guys, let's rate Housebound from 2014. Let's do it. Brittany, you picked it. You start. I'm gonna give it a fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Okay. Um, in the beginning, I was a little unsure because, like I said, they really took their time with building the characters and their relationships and all that. And I, while I always appreciate that, it just felt like it felt like it was taking its sweet time um but then the ramp up and the story development just paid off so well and Mm. the humor and the grotesqueness (laughs) it was just like the perfect mash of comedy and gore and horror and storytelling so i would definitely recommend this movie excellent um eric what about you yeah I'm, i'm i'm just gonna give this a fuck yeah as well this is just a a fantastic blend of of horror and comedy I feel like New Zealand just nails it. <laughs> I don't know what it is about that culture that just nails that shit. <laughs> Continuously. It's so good. And it, maybe it's just because we only end up seeing the great parts that come out of there. But I feel like it's just consistently every time we see something that's comedy and horror from New Zealand, it's great. Yeah. And when you guys had said this was from New Zealand, I was very excited to watch this because I had an assumption that was going to be fine. Good. So. We earned this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I, you know, I was on the fence of how high I wanted to rate it, but since uh, I purposely let both of you guys go before me, <laughs> I will now conform to the to the consensus. <laughs> I don't conform. And I will give it a fuck yeah. Well, because now I don't want to stop it from being <laughs> a fucking sweet. From achieving its ultimate greatness. Yeah, because I did really enjoy it. I, I mean, I was gonna nitpick, but I don't. I'm not. I won't nitpick. I'll feel the pressure here, and I'll give it a fuck yeah for all the, you know, reasons mentioned. Um, I would, I definitely would recommend this to a lot of people. <laughs> I was like, I can think of some people right now who need to watch this movie. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just fun. Like yeah. it's, and, and, and like we definitely deserved watching a good movie. Like we almost, like I, I was almost ready to watch like anything, <laughs> <laughs> like anything I was, cause Brittany was running through a couple of options. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Let's watch that. Let's watch that. <laughs> Oh, we're going to watch this? Okay, all right, we'll watch this. You know, we, like, danced on the really great side of the spectrum, like, thinking about watching Attack the Block and stuff like that, and then we went to the total opposite with, like, cheerleader ninjas, (laughs) and we landed right here. Look at this happy medium that we ended up in. I'm very, very pleased. Yeah, Yeah, I am too. It was good. Um, Any final thoughts? Uh, New Zealand, keep making movies, please. Yes, we greatly appreciate your artistic contributions to the film world maybe we should um be a little proactive and we should try and find some more yeah probably talk about, talk about new zealand month really am i am i talking you, about new zealand month i might be oh my god it's too early to talk about any months 
Well, yeah, it is a bit early for months, even though <laughs> even though I'm thinking of the next one already. I never want a month again. Well, month. That's the, that was really the only bad month. That's true. Kids like, month was great. Kids month worked. Horror movie month worked. Cult. Cult, Cult. movie month yeah. worked. I mean, those are all of our months, right? We didn't do any other months. Christmas. No, we didn't. We kind of blew that off. Did we? I pick a Christmas movie every year, but that's just me. <laughs> every one year. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> Happened twice. Wait, was, oh, yeah. Santa with muscles. That's right. Yeah. Come on, guys. We've been doing this for a bit. <laughs> um, Almost two years. Yep. <laughs> Almost two years next year. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So that's it, guys. We're done. We, we, we watched uh, Housebound from 2014, and it was fuck yes all around. Yes. So great job. We feel good about it. We're re-energized now. We are. We are. I'm, I'm glad we did that. I feel like I can face down some terrible things now and not be as pissed about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're we're actually uh the 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 next movie we watch is going to be uh Get Even. It's gonna be Road to Revenge, a bad movie Sunday pick. Uh so that's that's exciting. I've been wanting to watch this movie for a bit and I'm I'm glad we finally have it planned. So yeah. get ready. I'm very yeah. excited. So that one's gonna be bad, but it should be a lot of fun. I'm excited. I don't know anything about it. Watch uh, the trailer when we're done here. You'll enjoy it. <laughs> we'll watch it. Yeah. Um, Going in blind. <laughs> All right. So uh, if you'd like more information, head on to Facebook, facebook.com slash cinema. If you'd like to listen to our show, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, secondclasscinema.com, and followingfilms.com. Sure can. Good night. <gasps> what? <laughs>